Hi everyone, this is Dan Miller and you're listening to Speaking of Products. On this show, I focus on what it takes to start and grow a business around technology products. These days, there are so many fantastic people creating all sorts of wonderful technology products that make our world a better place. For every one of the popular platforms you know and love, there are many more new and lesser known ones on the way. I'm on the journey myself to create a technology product business, and so I've produced this podcast as a way of sharing the ideas, strategies, and tactics I discover on the way. There's always something we can learn from ambitious founders and what they do to get ahead. The goals here are to highlight what has worked for the success stories and to uncover what is going on with those hidden gems. Hello there. Welcome back. It's episode five of Speaking of Products. I've got a three-part show for you today. I'm going to go through my usual update on my progress that I've been making since episode four. Then I'll describe a quick process you can follow to get started on developing a product and establishing your product-based business, as well as some of the steps I'm taking myself using that process. And in between all that, I have a really short conversation about how COVID-19 is probably affecting all of us. Well, without further ado, let's get into the show, shall we? In the last episode, I mentioned I was feeling excellent about my product journey and that I had made some very good progress. Well, this episode, while I'm still making good progress, I'm also experiencing all sorts of emotions. We're going through unprecedented moments here on Earth at the moment. The whole planet, everyone is coming to grips with the fact that coronavirus is here and it's actually a serious threat to our well-being. I'm sure most of you are probably experiencing the same sort of thing we're experiencing here in Australia, lockdowns. We've essentially been asked to stay at home, not go out in public, not socialise, start social distancing, make sure that we're not spreading the virus, not putting any other people at risk. This is causing what you're probably experiencing yourself, a flood of emotions. How's this impacting me? Is it going to impact my family? Are there other people I know that are impacted? What about all the people and their jobs? What about the businesses out there? What about the unfortunate folks who have actually contracted the virus themselves and are really sick? Some people are actually dying. There's huge amounts of death all around the place at the moment. So as you can expect, it's really playing havoc with the way people are going about their daily lives. And I'm, I'm no stranger to that. It's happening to me too. But while this is happening, I'm trying to make the best of a bad moment in time and continuing to get on with life, even though it's life stuck at home. Look, I won't go into it much more than that. I'm sure you're experiencing it yourself. But what I will say is this. I really hope that you're okay out there, that you, your family, everyone you know, your friends, your relatives, I hope that everyone is staying safe and that they're well. And if anyone is experiencing any sort of issues out there in relation to COVID-19, I hope it gets better for you. As you've probably noticed, it's been a bit of a gap since the last episode. Um, This is due to everything that has been going on with COVID-19. When we first started the lockdowns here in Australia, one of the first things that happened was that the schools started closing down. They haven't officially been closed, but we've been asked to actually keep away from the schools if we are able to. And in our family, that's something we were able to do. We're in a fortunate situation where we've got the environment at home, the equipment, the tools, so that uh, my daughter can continue her schooling. And we've also got fantastic support from our, the teachers at our daughter's school. Uh, they've been doing everything they can to just scramble and learn how to do remote teaching and get up and running so that the kids can actually continue to have some sort of normal life at home. 
and continue with their, their daily schooling. But what that means is for us parents at home, we've been scrambling ourselves trying to figure out how to support the kids in this scenario, in this situation, and just try to make their lives a little bit normal, despite the fact that it's such an abnormal situation. We're really trying to do our best to keep things level for them and smooth as much as we can. But what that meant is I haven't had any time to focus at all on other things really other than work on the day-to-day basis and family outside of that, which meant things like speaking of product has had to have taken a bit of a back seat. So apologies for the delay, but I'm back and here it is. And what I wanted to do here, I actually wanted to record this episode now just to give you something to listen to, just to have a bit of a break from everything else that's going on in the world. Now, where was I? Ah, that's right. I was giving an update on my progress since the last episode. Well, since the last episode, I mentioned that I was um, trying to work through the book, Start Marketing the Day You Start Coding, and I also had a goal of getting into maker mode for a decent chunk of time. That is, I was trying to focus on a good amount of my available free time on building some initial parts of my product. Well, how did I do? On progressing through the book, I didn't make much more progress there. With everything that's been happening due to the enforced home isolation and schooling from home, as I mentioned just before, haven't really had much in the way of spare time to sit down and read. In addition to that, to be honest, I have been spending a lot of my time in maker mode, actually working on my product. So how did that go on building some initial parts of my product? Well, I'm quite happy with progress on this item. I mentioned last episode that it had been a few years since I had done any decent coding and that I had thought I would be a bit rusty. Well, nothing could be further from the truth in that respect. For the last few weeks, I've been working on some very basic structural parts of the front end of the web app that I'm building, and I've been moving at an absolute snail's pace. Well, that's my perception of it anyway. I spent probably too much time reminding myself how to go about things such as structuring the source code, researching available libraries and packages that might be useful, getting productive with packages I choose by reading through their API documentation. In addition to that, I have decided to use a front-end framework and a coding language that I haven't worked with much at all. Uh, The framework's named React and the coding language is named TypeScript. There are some long-term benefits I can foresee by using React and TypeScript, but they come with the cost of initially going slow while I'm learning them both. Well, despite the initial slowness, I have actually made some progress. I have the basic structure of the front end of the web app working. So like I said, I'm actually quite happy with it all in all. And that's the progress so far this week. Well, what's the plan for the next block of work? Between this episode and the next, this is my plan. Return to that marketing book I had previously been reading. Start marketing the day before you start coding. I'm going to sit down. Actually, I might do it this afternoon. Block out some time. Just really get into it so that way I can achieve that goal that I set. In addition to that, I'm going to continue in maker mode and focus on building the initial front end of the web app. I'm picking up speed now and I can really feel it. So I'd like to keep things moving in that regard. And that's it for the update. Next up. It's time for a discussion on the main topic of this episode, heading out on a product development path. With the large amount of information available to us these days, there is essentially an infinite number of paths you can take toward achieving a goal for yourself. The same is true when it comes to developing a product. 
there are countless strategies, tactics, techniques, and tips you can follow. Well, in this topic, I'll share a starting point for an approach you can follow towards your goal of developing a new product and establishing a product-based business. Well, one of the first things we've got to do is overcome the paradox of choice. Have you ever gone to a cafe or a restaurant and been so caught up in reading the menu that you don't know what to order? My wife, Kristen, experiences this all the time. We go out to cafes and restaurants and she loves browsing the menu, having a look what's available, getting into it, really reading it, rereading it. And before you know it, the wait person's come out and said, can I take your order? And we just go, oh, uh, um, sorry, uh, we've been too busy reading the menu. Um, we'll have to have another five minutes, please. <laughs> the same type of issues occurs for me when I'm working on something that is new to me. When it comes to starting a product, there is an endless supply of material and guidance from resources such as books, websites, blogs, podcasts, videos, courses, teachers, colleagues, family, friends, consultants, coaches, etc. We're just overloaded with information these days about what we can do, what our options are. Some information will be relatively more useful than others, but it's probably impossible to know for certain what is the best approach to take for one's own situation. There are merely varying degrees of good and not so good. So that's one thing you've got to do. You've got to basically make a decision on what it is you're going to choose and where you're going to start. I'm in the same boat. Well, I have been in the same boat when I've started this product that I'm working on. I was initially in a situation where I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do? I know I kind of want to produce a product in this area. Where do I start? There's definitely a need to make decisions at points along the way about what resources you're going to use. And at various times, you'll need to just make a call and go with it. So in my situation, that's what I did. I said to myself, right, number one, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to start working on the front end part of the web app for the product. And in order to do that, I'm going to use the following frameworks, the following coding language, the following structures. And that's it. Go with it. You don't want to be sitting there stuck pondering on option A, option B, option C, which is best, which should I do? Before you know it, a week or two will go by and you haven't made any progress at all. So that's it. First approach in the plan, overcome the paradox of choice. Just make a decision and go with it. You can always revisit it later, but you've got to start somewhere. Well, the next step in the process, start with a mindset of improvement. I kind of hinted at this in the last section where I said, get on with it. You can make adjustments as you go along. That's definitely true. You're not going to get every single thing right as you're developing your product. You are going to make mistakes. That's okay. Learn from mistakes. We, we get better as we look at what we've done, look back on it, review, reflect, and adjust. I'm basically running one giant experiment here for myself based on assumptions that I've made. The goal is to gradually increase the level of confidence for the product being successful by validating assumptions based on evidence. So as you go, you can occasionally pause along the way, check in, review the results and see if there's anything you can improve on. For myself, by recording my progress in my podcast, I'll also be keeping a sort of journal to reflect on how I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing along the way. So that's it. Think about that mindset of improvement. Don't worry too much about making mistakes along the way. We can always improve and adjust as we go. Next up is managing the project. This is something that's near and dear to my heart. In my day-to-day consulting life, uh, managing tech projects is my bread and butter. 
I used to also teach this sort of stuff at the Australian National University when I was an adjunct lecturer there. Project management was my specialty. So you can probably expect that I am a massive proponent or supporter of taking a project management approach to getting started on your product. When you're building something, especially a new product, that is a project. It's something you've never done before. It's quite unique. And there's a lot you can benefit from by taking the project management approach that I'm talking about here. Uh, some of the things you can do to get started are the following. First up, you can decide what benefits and target outcomes, i.e. your goals, that you're looking to achieve with your product. Based on those goals, you can then set the scope for what it is you'll be working on. All right, so in your scenario, you might be producing a product that solves a particular problem, and that's the goal, that's the target outcome you're trying to achieve. How will you build something or what is it that you're going to build to achieve those goals? Where are you going to start? That helps define your scope. Then how do you actually get started working on it? You could look for opportunities to outsource work or you could think about what your skills are yourself based on your abilities. Think about how you can start achieving some of those deliverables, some of those scope items based on the resources you've got at hand. From there, you can then break down the work into an initial set of deliverables or work packages and tasks. That's what we call in the business creating a work breakdown structure. It's just a descriptive name of taking the work that you're doing, chunking it down into smaller and smaller pieces until you've got enough that you can actually get started to work on and then make progress in short bursts of time. And then once you've broken things down, you're going to need to prioritise. Prioritise what it is you're going to work on first, then what are you going to work on next. Have some sort of nice ordered list of how you're going to work through the initial parts of your product. This is going to help you stop jumping around and getting stuck on one thing, then switching over to another, then changing to something else. If you've got things in a nice priority order, you're going to be a bit more efficient with your time. Speaking of time, you're going to have to have a way, well, I suggest that you have a way to track the work that you're doing. Any sort of task management process or tool that works for you is good enough, whether that be having a list on a nice sheet of paper, then you check things off as you go, or are using an online tool such as Trello, or using some detailed task tracking system. Whatever it is that works for you, use it. Be methodical about how you go about it. Because what's going to happen is, I can guarantee it, you're going to have five bazillion ideas in your head, and every day you're going to have five million or more. So keeping track of everything you want to do and what you actually are doing can just get out of hand unless you're using some sort of method for tracking your work. So that's the next suggestion there. Another thing in relation to tracking ideas is capturing the ideas. Like I mentioned just a moment ago, you are going to have new ideas all the time when you're working on products. You're going to be researching things. You're going to be finding out new information. You're going to be coming up with thoughts. You want a way to actually gather that information, get it out of your head, so that you can come back to it again in the future. If you don't do that, you probably might find that during the day when you're working on your product, you get taken off onto a tangent and then it's what we call shiny object syndrome. You get distracted by a shiny object over there. Ooh, what is that? And before you know it, you've lost an hour. So find a way to, whenever these thoughts come into your head, jot them down in a nice methodical way that you can refer back to later. And that's pretty much it. For now, that's all you need to go into when it comes to managing the project. There's heaps more to it than that, but that's a really good starting point. Just to recap, 
Decide on your goals. Once you've got your goals, figure out what your scope will be. Once you know what your scope will be, look at what available resources you've got to start achieving and producing that scope. Next, break down the work. And then once you've broken down the work into manageable chunks, put them into some sort of task tracking tool. And then at the same time, have a way to capture ideas as you go. And there you go. You're managing the project. The next suggestion I've got for getting started is to work with other people. Whether you've got a co-founder or if you're a solo founder yourself and you might have other people you can reach out to, having someone to connect with while you're building products is extremely valuable. They say two heads are better than one. That's very true. You will find that along your journey, you are going to have moments where you just need to figure out problems or ask questions. Having someone to bounce those questions and thoughts against is going to serve you well. There's a temptation to try and do every single thing ourselves, but you'll find that if you can actually go out there and use the efficiencies of other people's knowledge, you're going to move ahead a lot faster. I'm definitely going to be looking for opportunities to talk and learn from others that have experience launching their own products. I'll aim to connect with technical specialists myself and subject matter experts who can provide insights and alternative points of view. I have been working in the product development space for quite a while over my career so far, but it's been a long time since I've actually sat down and started nutting out a product myself. So I will be looking for those opportunities. The next suggestion, and probably the most important one so far in this episode, is about the idea. The step is to generate the idea. What is the problem that you're trying to solve for? What is the need? What would a solution look like? Who would the customers be for the product? Why would someone buy this product? What are the benefits? What is the value? These are the sort of questions you need to consider really early in the process. They're going to set the direction for everything that comes after that. What it is you're building, how you're building it, why you're building it. So yeah, sit down, focus, generate the idea. This is where it begins for me. I have a general idea at the moment of what I think I would like to produce. But before I rush into it, I think I should pause and look into some of the underlying foundations a little more deliberately. This takes us to the next step in the process. Start checking assumptions early. Unless someone's actually rocked up to you with a bag full of money and said, I have a problem, I want you to build me a solution for it. What you're doing in your product development journey is essentially a game of assumptions. You're going to be making assumptions the whole way through about what you think the problem is what you think a solution could be, why you think it would be the best solution, etc. We need to try and reduce the uncertainty as quickly as possible on every assumption we make. Early product validation is one of the most commonly suggested activities among most of the guidance available today when it comes to building products. So here are some of the steps you could take to start checking those assumptions early. And this is what I'll be doing myself. Find people to interview, find people to speak to who you think have the problem. Check if there is a match between what you think the problem is and what people say the problem actually is. And while you're doing that, don't get lulled into a sense of trust that what people are telling you is the truth as well. People might actually assume they're telling you answers to what their problems are, but it may not actually be the case. There's a number of tactics and techniques you can use to actually check behind the scenes what it is people are saying to you. A good tool that you can use here is the work from 
a gentleman by the name of Rob Fitzpatrick. Rob's written a book called The Mum Test, and it essentially covers the ideas of how to talk to customers and learn if your business is a good idea when everyone's lying to you. The underlying principles of what Rob has found is people say all sorts of things just to be nice to you. In other words, say, for example, you're having a conversation with your mum, but they don't want to upset you. So they don't really tell you the truth of what they're really thinking. There's some tactics in Rob's approach you can use to actually get to the bottom of what people are saying and tease out the real truth behind what their problems are and whether there's an actual business behind solving those problems. That's the key part. So once you start confirming what the problem is, you want to start refining your solution. What could a minimum initial version look like? What parts should you start building and how much of the solution would you be capable of producing yourself initially? Is it achievable? Do you know where to start now? So it's starting to become a little bit clear for you. You're asking these questions along the way. What are my assumptions? What are the problems? How can I test these assumptions? Refining the solution. Is it starting to look clearer? Yeah, I'm starting to think about where it is I could start, what I can build first. That's the process I'm describing here. The next step in the process is to get started on the product. You can do all sorts of stuff up front, like I've just been describing, planning, checking, validating. But at the end of the day, you actually have to get started on something. Otherwise, you're just involved in what's known as analysis paralysis. You're going through the the motions of figuring everything out, but you're not actually making progress. So get started on the project. While I don't necessarily want to race out and focus all my available time and attention on engineering myself, like I've just described, I do need to make a gradual start on something. And I have been recently. For my product, here is how I've started. I've established a workspace, a development environment. In other words, a place where I can actually start building my product. I've been sketching up some ideas, high-level designs for what the initial version would be. And I've started creating a basic working version of the front end of the product with very limited, almost embryonic set of features. It's something that I can use to simply show potential customers and then eventually gradually build upon. I really want to just get moving here, put something in front of people, check whether it's the sort of thing which is going to solve their problems that I am, again, assuming they have. It's all about building, showing, testing, validating, repeat. The last recommendation I've got today is to not forget the marketing. A common issue with product development is leaving the marketing to later. If you're more of an engineer or creator type person that loves making things, then it's very easy to get caught up in the build at the expense of the marketing. Remember, once you have a product, it needs to be marketed in order to sell it. If you leave it too late, you'll be launching your product to crickets. I'll be heeding the advice of successful product business entrepreneurs by starting work on the marketing in parallel. And I have been sort of doing that, but I could do better. My initial steps include drafting the initial version of a very lightweight marketing plan, creating a list of the first set of marketing jobs to be done and then prioritizing them. Again, that's that project management side of me kicking into gear. I'll be working on the top two or three marketing jobs from the list. And while I'm at it, I will be going through a bunch of resources that I can get my hands on that help with the topic of marketing a tech product. So the first one that I've mentioned previously is that book by Rob Walling, Start Marketing the Day You Start Coding. I've also come across a few others. There's a book called Marketing for Developers by a gentleman named Justin Jackson. There's one known as SaaS Marketing Essentials by Ryan Battles. I've read this one, the next one before, 
but I'll be reading that again. That's called Traction by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Mayers. And the next one I wanted to have to my list that look into is a book named Obviously Awesome by April Dunford. And that's it for the recommendations to get started. I'm absolutely loving this right now. To me, the uncertainty that comes with developing a new product is a bit exciting. Don't get me wrong, I'm well aware that the odds are stacked against me and that I likely have a very long and bumpy journey ahead of me. However, that's what makes it interesting for me. I'm not planning on quitting my day job right now, although I do hope to be able to one day earn an income from what it is I'm creating. I'm treating this more of a challenge as an, and an opportunity. I'd like to see if I can produce something with my available spare time that makes other people's lives better and more enjoyable. I got no idea if it's going to work and I love that. Well, that's it for now on this topic. I don't want to plan the entire journey out too far ahead. What I have here is enough to keep me busy over the coming weeks and months. And I hope it's a way for you to get started yourself. I'd love to hear about your own plans. So if you have been listening to this and you've decided to follow some of the advice and produce a little bit of a plan yourself to get started, reach out, let me know what it is. That's one of the reasons why I started Speaking of Products. It's to create an opportunity for people like you and I to have a bit of a community together to talk about what it is we're creating and how we're going with the whole process. Just a way for us to bounce ideas, learn from what each other's working on and essentially just to support each other. Well, that about wraps it up for the show this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Shoutouts this week go to anyone that is supporting someone else during COVID-19. That includes all the teachers, tutors and instructors out there in the world that have been setting up and running remote learning for kids during school shutdowns, any health professionals and support workers that are there for everyone else that needs it, our scientific researchers who are racing to develop a vaccine for COVID-19 and last but not least, anyone in a leadership position who is doing their best in a bad situation to try and keep everything together for everyone else they support. Thanks, folks. We really appreciate your efforts. Keep it up. If you would like to support Speaking of Products in some way, please consider visiting patreon.com slash speakingofproducts and pledging a monthly donation. Our current goal is to work with a professional podcast editor each week so I can use the time to get back to working on my product. To find out more about anything mentioned today, head over to the show notes at speakingofproducts.com. If you have a question, feedback or suggestions for a topic, I'd love to hear from you. I also welcome short snippets about your own product journey, which we can go through together on the show. You can reach me via Twitter at speakofproducts or at Mr. Dan Miller. Subscribe to the show on your favourite podcast player or wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Speaking of Products. If you enjoy the show, it would mean a lot to me and other potential listeners if you would consider giving a rating. Ratings help other people find out about the show. So please take a moment to visit Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and let us know what you think. Speaking of Products is a creation of Miller Productions. I'm Dan Miller. You're a fantastic product maker. All the best with whatever you're working on. And remember to keep speaking of products. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.